the Samsung Neo QLED 8K TV featuring incredible color volume with 8K AI upscaling powered by 20 neural networks on an impossibly slim screen is the kind of TV that's so visually astounding, so unfathomably well-designed, it has to be seen to be believed. Don't believe me? Well, okay then. Radio has its limits. Samsung Neo QLED 8K, unreasonably good. Welcome to your Vibrant Life Podcast. My name is Haley, and my mission is to help busy, burnt-out individuals increase their energy naturally and discover how good their bodies are designed to feel. If you're struggling with digestion, body image, or fatigue, you're in the right place. On this podcast, I will be providing you with the simple and effective strategies that me and my clients use to feel vibrant every day. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, friends. Welcome back to your Vibrant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Haley, and I am so excited, as always, I say that every time I get on here, to share some knowledge with you guys and to have a little chat about hormone health. But before I do that, I want to share something new and exciting in my life. So for those of you who have been listening to this podcast for a while, obviously, welcome back and thank you for showing up. For those of you who are new to my podcast, then also welcome and thank you for showing up today and lending me your ears and allowing me to share my perspective and my views and my knowledge with you. So if you've been kind of like following me along, you know that I have a health coaching business, an online nutrition and fitness coaching business. It's called Health Pillars, and we focus on the four pillars of health, nutrition, fitness, recovery, and mindset. So we're very much focused on the system as a whole, not just crushing ourselves in the gym or, you know, only eating healthy food. We're focused on life balance. And we're focused on the whole system and how your mindset affects your body and how your body affects your mind. And we're working on integrating those pillars into your life in a way that's sustainable for your long-term health and happiness. Now, recently, I've been listening to a podcast and the podcast name is actually called The Gut Feeling or I Got Feeling. And this podcast, you know, it's very science-based and I'll, I'll have to admit that oftentimes when I'm listening to an episode, I understand the concept and have heard of the concept before, but the depth at which they explain it, I sometimes have to pause the podcast and rewind it like five times to, you know, really let it sink in. And I was just fascinated by the intelligence, the knowledge, and how cutting edge the information that was being shared on this podcast was in relation to gut health. And so I reached out to one of the individuals who host the podcast and just asked, you know, like I've been looking to find some more education in the health and wellness industry. And I've looked at, you know, lots of different courses. And it's not that I think that I know everything about nutrition or everything about training, but I really feel like I could learn and know more in gut health simply because gut health, I believe, 
is one of the most important factors of our health, if not the most important factor. It uh, has a systemic effect on our physiology. And I believe that if we can heal the gut and have the gut operating optimally, that the rest of our health will follow suit. And this includes things like hormone imbalances and inflammatory conditions, autoimmune conditions, general fatigue, chronic fatigue. And this is extending out into learning disorders like ADHD. It also extends into mood disorders like depression and anxiety. And so I think that by, you know, focusing on the gut and focusing my learning and my education around the gut, that I'll be able to help people more effectively. Now, I've had some incredible results with clients in the program when it comes to gut health. One comes to mind who joined the program with ulcerative colitis and had been struggling with it for years. And within four months, within 16 weeks in her program, she had her ulcerative colitis in remission. And I have had other clients that have come in with, you know, very severe symptoms of IBS, very severe cases of things like acne, which can be strongly related to gut dysbiosis and have had that clear up and resolve. So I have a, a relative confidence in helping people with gut health. I truly do. But I want to have the ability to directly pinpoint what is going on within the gut and what species are present and how to be able to navigate that with dietary protocols, supplement strategies, lifestyle strategies as well, even things like how to exercise for your current gut microbiome in order to allow yourself to heal. And so I reached out to this individual, his name's Dave, and I was like, hey, so, you know, I've looked into all kinds of courses and I just feel like your knowledge is just something that I haven't seen anywhere else. And I would love to mentor with you. Is that something that you do? And so yesterday I hopped on a call with him and it was like, I think 5 a.m. in the morning for him where he is. And it was 8 p.m. where I am. And I'd already worked for like 12 hours. I was like, oh my goodness, I hope I can, you know, put my words into a sentence here for this highly intelligent human being. We had a great chat and I have decided to move forward with a mentorship for him. And I'm going to focus initially on bloods. So interpreting blood work and that interpretation of the blood work is to help me be able to correlate different patterns in the bloods and correlate bloods with symptoms and to be able to ultimately determine what's going on in the gut microbiome through the bloods and not just in the gut microbiome, but in the body. And then beyond that, if that initial mentorship goes well, I would really like to progress into you know, more gut protocols specifically with Dave. And so I'm starting off with the bloods and then we're going to progress into more specific gut protocols. And I'm just like so over, like I can't even explain how excited I am because it feels like it, it is exactly what I would love to learn about and exactly what I think will really help my clients. Like I have a good understanding a decent understanding I'm looking at blood work. And I know that a lot of times ranges of blood work in our conventional medicine are, you know, pretty scary. You know, it's like, it's this range of, and you're fine because you're within the range, but they're not really looking at the correlations and those ranges can be so big. The one that I talked about in a previous podcast was cholesterol, where they have no bottom range, but if you had like really low cholesterol, you would die. So, you know, I sometimes think that we can't just look at conventional medicine or functional medicine. We need to look at like cutting edge science. And a lot of that is relating back to gut health, which is where I am dipping my toes in 
with Dave and I cannot wait to get started. So I have to tell you guys more about that. And you will hear way more on this podcast about how to be a vibrant human being through healing your gut. Now, that is not the whole podcast of today. I just wanted to share that with you guys because I love to give you little updates on my life and what's going on in my world. And that is what's new and exciting for me. You guys are probably thinking, what a nerd. Yes, I am. I am a total nerd. I love science. I love learning. And I cannot wait to share that knowledge with you guys, of course, in a simplified way that allows you to apply it to your life. Because I know that when I, if I listen to a podcast that's like super nerdy, derpy sciencey, 90% of people would probably just tune out, you know, and I get that. And so I don't want to make this podcast something where I'm just, you know, dropping science bombs on you and you're trying to like duck and cover because you're like, I don't get it. And I, that kind of like makes me shut down. I want to help you guys relate this to like real life. Like, what do I eat? How do I train? You know, how can I help my mind? Those are the things that we're focusing on in this podcast is, you know, how to make that science real life application. So today I want to talk about hormones and how to make some adjustments in real life in order to improve your hormone balance. So let's first of all talk about the word hormones. What's like the first thought that you have? Like what's the first thought that comes to mind when you are thinking about hormones? Likely the words estrogen and testosterone come to the forefront of your brain. Those are the names of our most dominant male and female sex hormones. We think estrogen, women, testosterone, men. But the reality is that both men and women have both testosterone and estrogen. They're not just male or female. And estrogen and testosterone are only two of the over 50, there's over 50 hormones circulating in your body right now, this second. And hormones, you guys, are essentially chemical messengers. They're secreted from our glands. These are called endocrine glands into our body. Specifically, they get you know and secreted into the bloodstream because the bloodstream can carry them all over the place. And some of the major endocrine glands, these are the ones that are going to be secreting hormones, are our pancreas, that's secreting insulin, thyroid, which is our thyroid hormones, parathyroid, adrenals, hypothalamus, pineal glands, testes, and ovaries. These are just some of, not all of some of the major endocrine glands in our body. And you may have heard of some of those before. If you haven't, that's okay. And then we also have our pituitary, which is kind of like the master gland, which is the one that sends the message to the other endocrine glands to tell them what to do. And the pituitary gland is uh, up in our brain. So our hormones are responsible for pretty much every function in our body. For example, thyroid oversees metabolism and energy, while insulin is going to be regulating your body's blood sugar levels. And every single hormone, every one of those 50 hormones is playing a key role in your health and vitality. And even just a tiny microscopic change, you guys, in hormone levels can lead to major changes in your body, physically, mentally, emotionally. Some of these changes that we can see, some notable hormone imbalances can really you know, manifest as stubborn weight gain. This is a big one. Anxiety and depression, fatigue and chronic fatigue, puffy skin, water retention, IBS, irregular bowel movements, even constipation. So IBS is, is when we think of IBS, we think of irritable bowel syndrome. A lot of people think like frequent bowel movements, but we're going to include constipation there too. Aches and pains, just like general aches and pains, infertility, 
thinning hair. The list is quite extensive for the changes in hormone levels, imbalanced hormones, and what can happen. So I think, you know, hormone imbalances are very common. A lot of times when I have clients applying for the program, one of their major complaints is that they have a hormone imbalance that they think they have or they have been diagnosed with already. Now, some more severe hormone imbalances, you guys, might look like things like endometriosis or PCOS, especially in women. But we do know as well that, you know, infertility and low testosterone levels, actually pretty crazy looking at the decline in testosterone in men. The trajectory of that is pretty scary, you know, declining very quickly. And I honestly think that it, this common commonality across the board is because there's two things involved. Two of the major influencers is stress and diet. Stress and diet or stress and dietary stress, okay? So mental-emotional stress and dietary stress. So we live in a society where it's not uncommon to skip breakfast and slam a coffee on the way to work. <laughs> if you're listening to this in your car and you're doing that right now, maybe tomorrow you'll set your alarm 20 minutes earlier to wake up and make breakfast or a smoothie before you rush out the door. We also often sit at a desk all day with little to no natural light. Many of us commute in traffic. We also are in a society where it's easy to stop at the corner store or the drive-thru or order skip the dishes or toss in a microwavable dinner or collapse onto the couch and watch some TV and have some more screen time after we spent a day at a computer. So if you feel out of balance right now, like something just not quite right, something just feels off and you can't really put your finger on it, I'm going to say it's likely that your hormones are not optimized and that your hormone function is not optimized. Naturally balancing your hormones does take time and it takes consistent effort. It's not going to be something that you see immediate overnight results from, but I do think that there are a few things that can drastically shift your hormones in an efficient manner. And so I think that one of the first things that I want to focus on here is making sure that we are paying attention to our gut health. Now, I think like if you're feel if you're struggling with hormone imbalances and you're overwhelmed with information on the internet, you're like, oh my goodness, this is good for estrogen, this is bad for estrogen, this is good for progesterone, this is bad for progesterone. Honestly, so much of our health imbalances overlap with an imbalanced gut microbiome. And a lot of that has to do with the ability for our gut bacteria to affect the building blocks of our hormones. So their ability to synthesize the building blocks for our hormones. It also has a, an impact or is impacted by our estrobloom, which is you know, a group of bacteria that can recycle essentially estrogens into the body. And this is a way of, of like modulating. So your body is meant to recycle some estrogen back in. And if it's not doing that, then you may be experiencing low estrogen symptoms. But in cases like endometriosis, we have too much of that estrogen being recycled back into the bloodstream and we see endometrial tissue, you know, forming in places it shouldn't be. And that, you know, is a very strong sign of estrogen dominance. And we can definitely look and correlate at that estrogen dominance specifically to probably an overgrowth of bacteria that are unconjugating or putting the estrogen back into the bloodstream. And there is a lot of scientific jargon that we could throw in here, but I want to keep it simple for you guys. Okay. So let's talk a little bit just about like the priority period. I'm going to call it priority pyramid for hormones. And the first one is gut health. Now, good gut health is so individualized because it could be an overgrowth of yeast or candida. It could be 
you know, an overgrowth of negative gram bacteria in the upper intestinal tract. And we see that as SIBO. It could be, you know, like I was talking about with the estrobloom and just having too many specific bacteria. A lactobacillus, I believe, is one of those that does recycle. So an imbalance in the gut microbiome is very common, but also everyone's microbiome is like their fingerprint. So we can't just do like a one size fits all protocol all the time. But good gut health means lower infl inflammation levels, which means better cell signaling, better thyroid hormone conversion. Actually, about 20 to 30% of your thyroid hormone is actually converted in your gut. It also means better mood because a lot of our mood neurotransmitters, serotonin is actually 90 up to 90%, I believe of that is produced in your gut. And it also has an effect on toxic levels in the body, toxic waste in the body, because your gut microbiome is responsible for a lot of the elimination. So a body's ability to eliminate toxins through feces and urine. It also, good gut health is going to have an effect on things like insulin sensitivity, okay, your body's ability to utilize sugars. So we want to work on improving our gut health first. And I think that, you know, good gut health really comes from three things. Okay, I could probably say more than three, but let's just do three. Number one is going to be diversity. And it's been well studied that diversity in the gut correlates with health. And how do we get a diverse range of microbes? We need a diverse diet. And the average American eats about eight to 10 foods a week. We want to eat 30 plus, that's a lot, 30 plus whole foods, whole foods not this terrible joke, foods with holes in them, like donuts or whole foods, like whole pizzas, but whole foods, foods that look like they came out of the earth and have not been processed. We need 30 of those. Now think in your mind, if you're on like a chicken, broccoli and rice diet and you think you're doing yourself favors, you're wrong because you are terribly suppressing the diversity in your gut. One of the best ways to imp improve your diversity is eat a wide variety of fruits and vegetables, a good variety of lean proteins and fatty fishes, and to include lots of herbs and spices. Herbs and spices are awesome. They're packed full of polyphenols, antioxidants, lots of things that can support the gut microbiome. So number one is diversity in your diet. So number two is going to be to reduce the amount of processed food in your diet. Okay. This means artificial flavorings, artificial sweeteners, especially things like aspartame and sucralose. We want to cut back on refined sugars, refined flours to the best of our ability. So not just more whole foods, but a wider range of whole foods, not just chicken, broccoli, and rice. Like you want to get diverse. Number two is to reduce the amount of processed food in your diet. And number three, I mean, oh my goodness, I could come up with a whole list here, but number three is going to be to work on managing your stress levels. There is a nerve called the vagus nerve that connects the brain in your head to the enteric nervous system or the brain in your gut. And if we are stressed chronically, that has a negative impact on our gut permeability, negative impact on the environment in the gut, and can create gut dysbiosis and symptoms of IBS. So gut health is the number one for our priority pyramid for hormones. Number two kind of ties into gut health, which is sleep and stress management. So number two, I guess, in our pyramid here is going to be to work on lowering chronically elevated cortisol levels, because this is going to have a powerful effect on a lot of your hormones. For example, progesterone. Okay. So progesterone is our calming mood, sleep, libido, and bone enhancing hormone. And it's actually one of our primary female sex hormones, but males need progesterone to produce testosterone. Interestingly enough, the 
adrenals and testes in males both produce progesterone. And what a lot of people don't realize is that progesterone functions as a precursor in our body to produce testosterone and acts in balance to estrogen. So when we have high estrogen, we have a relative low progesterone. Okay, does that make sense? But if we have high progesterone, then we have a relative low estrogen. So it's less about the total count in a lot of cases and more about the balance in. Now, the causes of low progesterone can be partially, of course, our gut. We can go back to our gut. But progesterone is made of the same building blocks. The same building blocks are used in the formation of progesterone as cortisol. And so we can see when we have constantly chronically elevated levels of stress, we have a relative low progesterone. And that can be an issue because that means we're going to have a relative high estrogen and also we're going to see a decline in our testosterone. So that's just one example of how stress affects one of those 50 hormones. But remember, there's a lot more than just that one. And you're like, I don't know how to manage stress. Perception of stress is huge. And if you haven't listened to previous podcasts on stress management, I strongly suggest it because stress is highly individualized. And if we can start to shift our perception of stress to see things as challenging instead of stressful all the time, it's like life, you know, has its life has its challenges. And if we can just accept that life automatically becomes a lot less overwhelming, right? It's like there's ups and downs. There's going to be things that, you know, come out of nowhere and it's okay. You know, it's like, That is a part of life. And I think sometimes we're resistant to being like busy and resistant to feeling anxious. But like those are actually normal human experiences. Anxiety is a messenger for you. You know, being busy, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but we can even shift our our perception of the word busy to productive. You know, I accomplished a lot today. I was very productive. So sleep and stress management, super important. Next is going to be to work on regular strength training. This is going to be great for your hormones, improves your insulin sensitivity and blood sugar regulation. It's also going to help with your hormone balance and mood balance. So testosterone levels, estrogen, progesterone, it's also going to help with your mood balance as well. Things like dopamine, that's really, really important for your ability to feel good and feel confident. So regular strength training is going to be number three in our priority period. Number four is going to be to reduce chemicals and plastics. So it may be that there are a lot of endo disruptors. Maybe you wear makeup or perfume or like a lot of, you know, cleaning products at home or in your environment at work. Those may be affecting you more than you think. And so you want to support natural detox, lots of good water and fiber and healthy movement throughout the day to get your lymph system flowing. But you also want to make sure that your body's supported to detoxify through proper amino acids. So getting enough protein, also making sure that your body has the micronutrients that it needs to support the phases of detox, things like B vitamins, and to protect your body against the free radicals and the the basically the byproduct, the intermediary stage of detox, which we need lots of antioxidants for. So things like vitamin C, our, our antioxidants that I was mentioning before in our plants and veggies, that's going to be really important to support detox too. But we want to do as much reducing of the chemicals as possible. And lastly, positive self-talk. Negative self-talk is the stress, you guys. It creates an environment where our body is in survival mode instead of thriving and feeling vibrant. So positive self-talk is a big one and it takes a lot of work. It's like brushing your teeth. You can't do it once and expect to have a squeaky, clean, positive brain for the rest of your life. You really, really need to work at that. So a daily practice of gratitude and journaling is really awesome to balance your hormones. Yes, it is. I know that sounds airy-fairy, but I promise you that your body works as a whole system and your brain happens to be inside your body. And anytime you have a thought 
the feeling that you get, you guys, is from chemical messengers, right? We know that these feelings that we experience, whether it's anxiousness or fear or excitement or happiness, those come from, guess what, neurotransmitters and hormones. So yes, the mind over matter thing is is uh, interesting, but it's very important to think of mind versus matter. We need our mind working with our matter and not against it. So that is all for today, you guys. I hope that this was helpful for you with the priority pyramid for hormones. Cannot wait to share more about my journey and mentorship with Dave. I hope you guys have a phenomenal day. Thank you for showing up. Peace, love, and personal growth. And I will catch you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to Your Vibrant Life Podcast. I had so much fun and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to catch your weekly dose of health and wellness. If you found value in this episode, the number one thing you can do to support the show is to share this episode with someone who could benefit or leave a review. If you'd like to find out more about the online programs and services available at Health Pillars, go to healthpillars.ca and click Let's Work Together to fill out an application. I'd love to help you create your vibrant life. The Samsung Neo QLED 8K TV featuring incredible color volume with 8K AI upscaling powered by 20 neural networks on an impossibly slim screen is the kind of TV that's so visually astounding, so unfathomably well-designed, it has to be seen to be believed. Don't believe me? Well, okay then. Radio has its limits. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good.